With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We made this. Hello, listeners. Welcome to the Gotham University podcast. My name is Mike. And as you know, we do have a Patreon page to help support this show as well as others on the We Made This Network. For the price of a nice coffee that isn't from a gas station, you can help support our podcast hosting and production, which keeps the proverbial lights on. For the price of a decent cappuccino, you'll get access to specialty episodes discussing films such as Superman Returns on its 15th anniversary, A Quiet Place Part 2, and more available only through patreon.com slash we made this. So without further ado, please be advised that this episode of the podcast contains some graphic discussion. So let's get started. Welcome, everybody, to Gotham University. We are back from a small hiatus. We are the podcast where we discuss all things Batman when it comes to heroes, when it comes to villains, vehicles, gadgets, and as of last night, his sex life. Jason Melendez over here. Michael Slammer over there. We got a damn good show for you this afternoon-ish. Thank you all for listening. If you are a first time, thank you for letting us to provide you all for the content that we are about to provide you. And if you are a repeat listener, thank you for coming back. Mikey, how you been over there? Yo, Jason, what's going on, man? I am doing great. Uh, you know, life is life. We are here in the great garden state. Did you know that the city of Gotham is here in New Jersey? That is, you knew that. I know you knew that. Yes and no. It is. It's kind of like that middle in between. I thought, wasn't it? Because I thought, I thought there was a little bit of a controversy over what it was. Because I know it was New Yorkish, but I didn't think it was Jersey though. Yeah. No. So uh, it's it's down. Um, it's kind of in between. So it's in Cape May County. <laughs> Uh, the city of Gotham is located like north of Delaware State, outside of Philadelphia, kind of covers that southern tip of New Jersey area. That's the uh, quote unquote official location. But it's also uh, a lot of people are like, oh, it's also Newark, New Jersey. Gotham is Newark. And I'm like, well, yeah, I mean, you know, that kind of makes sense. And of course, you got New York City right over the bridge. So it's supposed to be all kind of all encompassing, right? Uh, yeah. but yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, Southern Jersey doesn't look like Gotham city at all. <laughs> I'm looking at the map and I thought it was just Staten Island to be honest with you. Cause it's like right there off of what I think is New York city, but I wasn't too sure if it was like its own Island. Cause I'm looking at it right now. There's old Gotham. There's metropolis, which is obviously across the bay. 
but I wasn't, I didn't really expect it to be a Jersey resident. Yeah, no, no. So, uh, sorry to break it to everybody, but New Jersey, once again, wins top, top billing here. We get the points. We win everything. You lose, you lose. Sorry. I mean, I'm not going to hate. I used to be a Jersey guy myself back in the childhood days. So yeah, sure. <laughs> give, give Gotham that right. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, but things are good, man. Uh, I got to tell you, summer is here fully vaccinated. Last night I went to a concert. I saw a Tom Petty tribute band. Um, great, great group uh, called Dan, the torpedoes, a little plug here on the podcast for them. Uh, it felt you know, here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Being outdoors without the mask, love it. Being indoors without the mask, love it. You know, in New York City, we, we, we've we reached the goal of something like 77% vaccination for the city as a total. So they lifted all the, all the restrictions. So it feels like it feels great. But at the same time, there's this weird sense of is this real? Are we doing like, hold on. Like, I don't know if I want to be that close to somebody quite yet. So, uh, if, if you get the opportunity to go into the city and you're fully vaccinated and, and you want to feel that sense of normalcy again, it went a long way for my mental health to be able to do that. And at some point you just got to like break through that ice, you know, I'm not, at that point, I don't think so. I got fully vaccinated, so now I'm ready to go. I can now take the mask off. And when I did, the first place I went to was the gym. And going, what, then what, 15, 16 months of this, of you have to wear a mask everywhere you go, indoors, outdoors, especially mm. in Pennsylvania. Taking the mask off and then walking towards the gym, it felt different. I'm like, am I supposed to do this? And then I stepped into the gym and, you know, Everyone doesn't have – well, I'd say 90% of the people there didn't have a mask, and it just fell off. And then from there, I went to do my errands. I ran groceries for the first time, and it just felt odd, you know, going this long without, you know, having, you know, freedom. Not literally, but, you know, facial freedom, so to speak. And yeah, yeah. Still not entirely used to it, not because of the whole, like, do I want to be near you or anything, but it's more like, it just, I don't know, it's just being readjusted to the normal life mentally. It just feels off. <laughs> yeah, 100%. 100%. I mean, it feels it cool feel wearing a mask to hide from, to just to hide from, like, all the people and, and to not worry about, like, oh, you know. Uh, I look like shit today. <laughs> yeah, who cares? I'm wearing a mask. And, you know, there's also, you know, all, all my favorite superheroes wear masks. So I didn't <laughs> mind so much. You know? One of the but weirdest things the that thing I had to readjust. I'll go ahead, Mike. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it that in-between. I, I feel like everybody is just that in-between period of wear the mask, don't wear the mask. But wear it when you're walking in, but then take it off when you're seated, but then put it on when you go to the bathroom, but then you got to take it off when you can sit down. And I don't know. There was a lot of confusions going on with that whole thing. Like, when do I wear it? How do I wear it? At what time do I wear it? You know, do I wear it indoors? Do I wear it outdoors? Like, 
I mean, there's going to be a lot of political talk about it. Like, oh, this was just a way to silence people. And, and, and tell you what, there's a lot of people wearing masks that weren't silent. They were very loud and vocal about their opinions of it. I know. But, I, know. I mean, it's just one of those things that we're just going to have to keep learning about even after we're, you know, past the, the, the tunnel here. But the one weird thing that I have to readjust myself to doing is – when I wear a mask and there's someone who's just being rude or inconsiderate or just outright a jerk, I usually make a facial expression under my mask and I know they can't see it. <laughs> they can see it now and I have to retrain myself to go, oh, now you know I'm mocking you. So I got to stop doing that. <laughs> Mental thoughts now. Oh, my God. So speaking of masks, uh, there has been some news. It sounds like Zack Snyder is in the news again. Uh, What's going on with the masks, Jay? My boy, Zack. Just when you thought that the controversy of Zack Snyder was simmering down, he rose back up and just not only blew up the internet not only broke the internet he figuratively and probably literally fucked it right back into hysteria with this whole (laughs) batman news going on right now so for those of you that don't know uh this happened last night i was just about to go to bed and it was boring in the world of social media and going through instagram going through twitter nothing was going on and just about i was about to go to sleep Zack Snyder appeared, and that's not like him to do anything on Twitter. He usually has his own little social media account on Vero, which is not really a huge following there. So for him to be on Twitter, it's like, oh, okay. Didn't take long to see what he was doing. Clicked on his picture, and what it was is Batman performing cunnilingus on miss selena kyle aka catwoman and on the caption on the bottom read zach snyder saying canon (laughs) instant internet explosion (laughs) everyone is talking about this now the reason why everyone is talking about batman going to downtown on catwoman is because a couple of weeks actually last week uh, the TV show Harley Quinn, fabulous TV show, funny TV show. I recommend if you have HBO Max, give it a listen, give it a watch. It's a great show, funny as hell. Not a canon TV show. Uh, they're in the middle of going for season three. They sent some of the work over to DC Comics. DC Comics saw a scene where Batman is um, satisfying Catwoman and... DC was like, nope, can't do this. We can't have this on your TV show. And uh, the creators are like, well, why not? And DC's and quoted words are, superheroes don't do that. Zack Snyder now begs to differ. So now I don't know who wrote or drew this picture of uh, Batman chowing on Catwoman, but that, that's definitely out there. And. <laughs> The internet has gone vicious on this son bitch. So you have both sides going uh, crazy about this. Half are saying it's repulsive. Half are saying Zack Snyder's king. Side note, I say Zack Snyder's king. And yeah, Mike, what's your opinion on it? (laughs) Okay. So, I mean, first of all, first of all, any gentleman knows 
that 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 is that's just the way to go. I mean, that's a gentlemanly act. You that must it, it's, give in order to receive. There's nothing controversial. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? It's great to give. It's great to give. You know? Like, think about all those presents that you give out on Christmas to all your friends and family, right? You feel good. Like, people love. Yeah, it feels good. It feels good. So when you are with your partner and, and you care about them, you care about them deeply, when you go through things together, and then you get to share that that lovely, tender experience of giving, that's – Oh yeah. Yeah. Kudos, kudos to uh to Mr. Bruce Wayne uh for 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 being a proper gentleman as he was raised to be. Am I wrong? I mean, the one, absolutely not. And the one thing that I said when this news came out that superheroes don't do that, why do you think Batman's lower mask is exposed? Huh, people? Figure it out. Yeah. He has it open for a reason. He's trying to be selfless. He's gallant for the love of God. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, come on now. Come on now. It's so the uh the actual picture itself is it's it's hot. I mean, who whoever drew this, I hope they get some mad credit. Um I I I did see that a number of people uh are are um are saying that Zack Snyder just went ahead and commissioned the art himself to 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 kind of like drive this a little bit, to have some fun with it. Uh I don't know if that's true or not, but I kind of love that theory i love the idea that Zack snyder who's on the outs with wb you know the, the feud with wb from 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 the justice league snyder cut and everything else that's been going down the david ayer cut with suicide squad and like he's he's kicked over a hornet's nest right so and he he's he's got the love of the fans i feel like you know, like like I really enjoyed his cut of Justice League. I know that critically speaking, the uh, the HBO Max release did a great, you know, came out to great reviews. It had great stats. Um, I think uh, it was only uh, just under the finale to Mayor of Easttown, which is I think HBO Max's highest rated stream so far, and um, you know, it didn't it didn't crash their servers or anything like that, but. Snyder has the pull. He can do these things now, and he's not beholden to any powers that be. And he's got, you know, he's a fan, just like the rest of us. Why, why wouldn't he do something crazy and fun and have a good time? He's got the ability. He's got, you know, the 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 artistic powerhouse behind him, the creative genius to pull it off and have some fucking fun. A lot of people are now saying that i mean and i agree with you fully but a lot of people i guess the negative side of this is that Zack snyder kind of dug his own grave here because something like this is not good pr if you're trying to get back good with warner brothers and the assumption is that this stunt here kind of just buried that completely where i kind of disagree because like you said you know he's got the pull now he's got a massive following that he knows it's going to ride with them to the very end. I mean, I myself, you know, I, I'll openly admit that if this is in fact a cult, sign me the fuck up because this is one cult that I love since I was a kid. And the fact that this guy brought to life these characters and made it the way it should have been, not the way that Warner Brothers wanted it. Like, yeah, I'm following him to the fire and back and him doing this just, you know, 
reignited any fire that people thought was going out because there was some sense of lost hope here for a while. You know, the hashtag restore the Snyderverse, while it's going strong, it almost like it's falling on deaf ears here, especially on Warner's end. They're just trying to ignore it and say, uh, well, we're going to reboot everything. And there's other news on Batman related, but very quick that they want to recast Wonder Woman for the Flash movie coming up. You know, so they are what? going out of their way. Yeah, they're going out of their way to butcher Zack Snyder's work. So yeah, Mike, uh, real quick, uh, the whole thing that's going on with Israel and Palestine—not to get political—but Gal uh, Gadot is yes. Israel is from Israel. She was in the yes. Israeli military, and she posted a tweet. Some people were not happy about it, and Warner Brothers was like, "You got to take it down and apologize." And Gal stuck to her guns oh, and boy. said, "No." And because of that, now they want to recast, at least not entirely write her out of the of her of her as Wonder Woman, but they want to recast her for this movie in particular. Now, what does that mean? Do they want to take her out entirely eventually? Don't know, but that is what is being talked about. And a lot of people mm. who are for Zack Snyder don't like that at all. They feel that Gal Gadot is a brilliant Diana Prince, as am I. I agree the same. Yeah. As, the rest of the uh, fan base. Yeah. So yeah, for Snyder to I do this. I, I, yeah. So uh, I, I looked up the tweet here. Uh, Gal says in her tweet, Israel deserves to live as a free and safe nation. Our neighbors deserve the same. So, you know, uh, I don't think she said anything necessarily controversial. It, it, I, I agree with that. You know, all, all those people, in that region deserve to live in a free and safe nation according to their values. I have no problem with that statement and you know me, I'm a, I'm a pretty big progressive. Uh, if anyone here follows my Instagram, you're probably unfollowed me at this point because of <laughs> how much I post about politics and, and stuff. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that's my private Instagram. All the public stuff stays, stays, you know, stays clean. Uh, but Gal Gadot, when you think about it, all right, so let's unpack this for, for, for a hot minute. I did have a small problem with the scene in Wonder Woman 1984 where uh diana prince and uh steve go to the middle east and they save like the kids with the ball you know and it just felt very heavy-handed like oh only white people can save those who are oppressed you know it's like it, it was very in your face like here's the israeli actor you know playing wonder woman and she goes and, and she's very fair uh, you know, skin tone. And then she goes and she saves all the brown people who need saving. It was very like imperialist, colonialist. And uh, for listeners here, you know, I, I do apologize for getting into the into the political hubbub of it all. Uh, but I do feel that it is relevant to this particular discussion. So bear with me. Um, so that was a little a little problematic, but not necessarily but I'm not I'm not calling out fucking cancel culture or anything like that. Like it, it was in the movie, it was a scene, it was what it was. You know, she had to save the day. It was a part of the plot. Whatever. We're moving on. Uh, Gal Gadot represents a very uh, independent, powerful, strong womanhood. I admire Wonder Woman for that purpose, and I did not admire Wonder Woman before 
Gal Gadot took that mantle. Do you know what I mean? Like it took her in that role and it took mm-hmm. Patty Jenkins and it took Zack Snyder to elevate that character to a point where I was like, yes, she is fucking badass and I love her and and yes I want to support her in any way that I can you know like that is how that made me feel so to 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 hear this news being like oh you know I mean we got to recast for the you know like oh it's too controversial you guys struck gold you know like like gal is gold (laughs) yeah uh... that's my take and I'm sticking to it (laughs) rightfully so uh, I was always a fan of uh, Wonder Woman, not to the degree that I am now. I thought Linda Carter did a magnificent job mm. in the TV series back in the 70s. I think it was the 70s or early 80s. Um, since then, there was nobody else that I thought could do it. I know there was pe- there were actresses that were trying to take on that mantle. Didn't stick mm-hmm. when Gal got the role. Uh, there was a lot of hate on her, you know, body shaming her for not fulfilling the part physically proved everyone wrong on that and her message was just overall perfect and she's a good person overall like she's not not trying to throw another actress out there and she's not a bad person either but there are others who were in the star wars universe i'm not going to say names that said something that was a little controversial mm-hmm. that may or may not have got her to deserve the boot not going to say names but we know who we're talking about here right um and Gal, she just wants – like what her tweet says, she just wants peace on all fronts. And that's what Wonder Woman is. That's what she is. She embodies just being good, a decent human – well, a decent Amazon that wants peace within the the world, the universe. What more do you want from that, Warners? Mm-hmm. Like you got your – like you said, you got gold. You got what you wanted. You got a franchise that can take you to the moon. I wasn't a fan of 1984 by any means. I mean, it was good, but it can be better. You get that in quote. <laughs> and, <laughs> but, you know, like, don't ruin this because of a tweet. This isn't politics. It shouldn't mm-hmm. be politics. We're just trying to have fun here. Anyway, that's my take to it. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. That's uh, it's very unfortunate to hear. Uh, do apologize for that little tangent, but yeah, that was uh, <laughs> that was brand new news for me. <laughs> yeah, uh, but please continue. Uh, God, where do we? How do we stream from here? From you know, oral sex to Gal Gadot. I mean, uh, mo- moving on. Uh, yeah, Zack Snyder kind of lit a huge fire right now, and. I think time will tell what this means. I don't know if this means that Zack Snyder is in with Warner Brothers and if there is, is in fact, talks of restoring the Snyderverse. I don't know if maybe he's already in and this is just uh, the last fuck you to, you know, corporate. I don't know if he knows he's officially gone and he's saying, well, I got nothing left to lose. So now I'm just going to burn everything to the ground. Time will tell, but he's definitely causing a lot of people talking. Some in a good way, some in a bad way. The one uh, I uh, I had to chime in on Twitter was this one guy who was absolutely offended by the picture. He's like, shame on you, Zack Snyder. This is repulsive. Kids are fans of Batman. How can you display this type of art? And I had to go in and say, 
this is not even real. This is not canon, and you are mad about something that is been released by DC in such a worse way. I don't remember my exact words, but for the most part, DC has released worse footage of, or worse footage, worse images of Batman doing something either sexually or violently. And you're mad about this that doesn't even exist in the comic world? Come on. Pick your battles <laughs> wisely here. I mean, not not for nothing. It's it's not like the most graphic image. It's sexy, but it's sexy in the way that uh uh like oh gosh. It it's like 1990s sexy. Everybody is clothed and nothing you can't actually see anything. It's just, you know, the the bodies. I mean, you know, granted Catwoman's suit is very revealing to begin with uh so you see the full cleavage and you know you see the cowl and that's all you see and then the legs are up but it's 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 sexy you know but it's not porn it's not super graphic you see worse things on literally you see worse things on hbo max you know what i mean yeah and if people i never read this i'm actually going to uh at some point this weekend tom king wrote a Batman and Catwoman comic book where they're actually having sex. I mean, you see nothing, but you see clothes coming off and the mm. aftermath of them sleeping together. And you're going to sit there and say, this is repulsive. I mean, yeah, there's worse out there, guys. Don't get mad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it feels like, you know, media is always thriving on implications you know to, to borrow it's always sunny in philadelphia like the implication of something <laughs> occurring is is what gets everybody going it's not the act in and of itself because we all do it right like there, there's there's nothing secret there but the implication oh my gosh my eyes you know this ain't the 1950s guys we're not fucking protestants get out of here you know like let's let's all grow up a little bit enjoy it art is art and we can all take it for what it is. It's it's fun. It's enjoyable. It, it's got us all talking. You know, it, it's making us think of their relationship in a different way. You know, Selena Kyle and Bruce Wayne have been on and off like throughout the entire comic book run. You know what I mean? So it stands to reason that this and other things have happened. And why, you know, we're, we're human beings. Sex is a part of our culture. Sex is a part of who we are. And we can talk about that. It's actually okay to talk about it. I think a lot of people are uh, forgetting that, you know, Batman has a son. <laughs> like, he's got a kid. How do you think he got that kid? You know, him and uh, Talia al Ghul, they made the nasty some point. Uh, <laughs> and like you said, Batman and Catwoman, they've been an on and off thing for God, the 1960s was sexual for crying out loud. I mean, they were going back and forth with their flirting mm -hmm. and their touching and whatever mm -hmm. they're doing behind the cameras. And Batman Returns. Batman Returns. You cannot get sexual as that with Selena Kyle pinning Batman to the ground and licking his face. Oh, but we're not going to get up in arms about that? Come on. People. Exactly. This is sex. Exactly. This is not exactly. new. Stop being oh, weird man. about it. Oh man. I I wonder, you know, I I I I wonder if if people are just 
looking for any reason to get upset about something that that people like simply because Zack Snyder's name is attached to it. I think, yeah, I think people just want a reason to get all fired up now. I mean, and yeah, Zack Snyder being attached to it kind of does it for people because you have the haters that are going to say, oh, he's just trying to be relevant. And then you have his his fan base that are like, he is unstoppable right now because he's got the Snyder cut or the Snyderverse movement going. Every week, there's a massive trend going for that uh, franchise. And now you got this thrown in there. Yeah, I mean, it's going to cause noise. Maybe it's just because of that re- one reason alone that Zack Snyder did it. Maybe if it was somebody else doing it, it wouldn't be so noisy. I don't know. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Did you see uh, Army of the Dead? I did, and I liked it. I really am looking forward to the sequel. And was it, there's a prequel coming out too, right? Uh, I don't know about a prequel, but I do know a sequel, yes. Yeah. yeah, no, I thought uh, it was good. Batista was no. awesome. Yeah, he he was. I, I I like Dave Batista. I I know people are like, oh, he's he's just a big beefcake. You know, he's not really a good actor, but he, he's fun. He he's clearly enjoying the roles that he's doing. He he, he brings a level of uh, of uh, uh, free spiritedness, like lightheartedness, to these big action roles. You know, like even even an Army of the Dead he felt so grounded. Like he just wanted to open a food truck. You know, how cool is that? I don't know. I, I, I kind of like that in a character. Um, the army of the dead, uh, was number one for Netflix for the entire week of its release, uh, which beat out, yes. um, several other, uh, TV shows and films that were, that were all popping, but it beat out, let's see. Uh, it beat out Jupiter's Legacy, which was awful, by the way. I think uh, everybody beat Jupiter's Legacy. I think iCarly beat Jupiter's Legacy, <laughs> to be honest with you. <laughs> Whew, God, that was bad. Um, you know, it that week it did uh, it matched Hulu's The Handmaid's Tale in terms of ratings. Um, it looks like it also it also beat out Lucifer, which is constantly Ooh. in and out of the top ten on Netflix. Uh, it beat out Amazon's The Underground Railroad, uh, and let's see, uh, it it matched um, NCIS, which is a linear broadcast show. Uh, so yeah, not for nothing. That's uh, that's that's a those are those are pretty good stats, you know. For Army of the Dead to be up there with everybody, that's that's a pretty big deal. Snyder is king right now. I'm telling you. He grabbed everybody from HBO Max and brought them all to Netflix, and now everyone's talking about him. He's got the hand, so to speak. So to if speak. I, if, I were, if I were Warner Brothers, after hearing all of this, after knowing what could be done, just give the man the cash and say, restore your universe, give everything you got for the rest of of like Affleck and Cavill and Gadot's time with this franchise. Just do it all in. Restore mm-hmm. the Ironverse. Bring the Iron Cut of Suicide Squad. Do the Batman series. Do Cyborg. Do Green Lantern. Apologize to Ray Fisher for crying out loud and just make this work. Finish the fight. People want it. Yeah. And listen, you're right. People People want it. And I think that Snyder Cut Justice League 
is absolute proof in the pudding that people will come out in droves and, and they will pay the money. They will come out there and they will highlight it and say, yes, shout it on the rooftops. Great. A, we want more. We want more. And in today's landscape of content, content is king. Your original scripted content, you know, whether it's film or TV series, it's king right now. And let, let's talk about Jupiter's legacy for, for, for just two minutes. I am so sorry, but I just, I need to get it off my chest. First off, <laughs> it's not a good show. Uh, I, I am aware that it's based on a comic. I never read the comic. I had, I didn't even know it existed until I saw it on Netflix. And then I was like, oh, cool. Okay. This looks interesting. And, uh, you know, uh, the, it really, it really felt like all the actors were just trying so hard to work with what they were given and they were just kind of fed up with it. Uh, th there's an interesting story there. There's interesting backstory, but nothing. It, actually of consequence happens and there's this big mystery MacGuffin that never really pays off. And by the end of it, you're just like, what the hell did I just watch? Why did I just waste hours of my life watching this? But the reason I bring that up is because Netflix paid something like over $260 million for this thing, right? Just <laughs> try and capitalize on all the comic book stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And for for the show not to pay off for them, for them to cancel it, to release all the actors from that contract before they even get into – apparently season one is like the preamble to what the actual plot of the comic is. And a lot of people are like, why didn't they just go to what the comic is? Like why didn't they just adapt the comic? Why did they go and start with all the backstory with characters we don't even know or care about yet? And they tried to shoehorn in a story there. Uh, it anyway, it didn't pay off. Netflix canceled it. They released the contract, uh, presumably because I mean, listen, the, the, the VFX work, uh, could have been better. There was some interesting stuff there. Some of the costuming was, eh. and you're like, where did all the money go? I don't really understand. Like, how can you waste this much money and come away with a product that is nowhere even near what you would expect from seeing that kind of budget on a, on a TV show? So, all that to say this, right? People want this. They want this original content. Superhero genre right now is popping off. Uh, Avengers Endgame, yeah, there is some superhero fatigue and, and people want original stories. They don't want the same, uh, you know, good guy rises to fight the bad guy story. They want something a little bit more compelling now. And DC has those stories. Batman has those stories. Superman has those stories. Wonder Woman has those stories. The Flash. I think the CW series, you know, they they do their best, but they're limited to the linear broadcast style of having mm -hmm. to reset the power level for every episode. I mean, you know, the first season of The Flash was pretty good, but now I don't really care about watching it because uh, I'm Barry Allen. I'm the fastest man alive. Now – let me fight this guy who's incrementally faster than me again. It's like, come, come mm -hmm. on, how many times can we do this over and over and over again? So rehashing all that is boring, but you go a little deeper into the lore, especially where Batman is concerned, right? And that's why we're here to discuss a lot mm -hmm. of this lore. That right there could be their big, big cash king. You dump your money into it. 
You bring in your trusted people who care about the franchise, and that's the big thing. The people that they get involved have to care about the franchise. They have to be involved and feel personally attached to it. A thousand percent agree here, and they have it. They have a great series that could be made in Batman. They have a great director that is clearly a fan of the product. He knows what he's doing. You look at things like Man of Steel and BVS and Justice League. He's ripping pages from the content, the comic books, into his films. And then you got Ben Affleck, who has admitted being a childhood fan of Batman. You got the trifecta right there. So just work with it. And, um, like we were, like you're saying about how Batman has this lore of diving into these, this complexity of his, of his, you know, universe. He's there's nothing like, like uplifting and positive about his entire journey as Batman. You know, you're like, yeah, you want to compare like the Flash, or you want to mm-hmm. compare Marvel, where you know, good guy meets bad guy, good guy fights bad guy, good guy wins. With DC, especially Batman, it's a lot more complex than that. I mean, if they did a miniseries with Batman, you know, you can dive into the whole Red Hood saga. There's a ton of, you know, tragedy right there. We, mm-hmm. You and I were doing a live stream of uh, Under the Red Hood a couple of weeks ago, I think a month ago. You know, there was nothing yeah. positive about any of that. <laughs> you know, um, the rumor is no. that if there was a miniseries, Batman and Deathstroke were going to be involved where, again, you know, you – I'm not too familiar with Deathstroke's background, but there's some tragedy in there. And if you play the Arkham games, you have a sneak peek of what you could see in the miniseries. And again, not, you know, black and white. It's not simple where good guy meets bad guy and beats bad guy. It's a lot of diving into the story of both their characters. The material is there. You have range to go for miles and like i said you got a great director you got a great fan base you got a great actor that wants this to go all the way through so do it warner brothers (laughs) like the only (laughs) issue i have with all of this is we had a four-hour movie come out i so far i just finished watching justice league a few days ago for the maybe i'm on double digits now and I've yet gotten bored of it. I have yet gone, oh, let me skip this or let me fast for this. I will watch it from beginning to end and still be as excited as I was when I saw it back in March. That was because of the pandemic, though. Now that everything's open, I don't think we can get a four-hour movie in a cinema. It might have to get broken down to best-case scenario, three hours. Mm-hmm. Worst-case scenario, mm-hmm. it'll probably all have to go straight to HBO Max. Commit to the trilogy. Commit to it. People love trilogies, and a trilogy gives you the opportunity to, um, to, to, to kind of stretch out all that story, right? Like if, if I go into it, perfect example, you know, everybody loves Lord of the Rings. The trilogy that came out, uh, in the early 2000s is a classic. You know, I have friends who rewatch it yearly around you know christmas because that's when it came out like the trilogy was released i think like right around christmas uh every year um and commit to that you have the nolan trilogy like that block when when you commit to a director when you commit to a vision commit to it 
go all in. Just go, just go all in and trust your people. Otherwise, what's the point? If you're going to leave people hanging on a story, whether it's a single episode, right? Like uh, uh, Batman Begins, it could have ended there. They set things up, right, for for the Dark Knight, and the Dark Knight then sets up the Dark Knight Rises. So they could have ended it, but they went all in. They trusted Nolan, right? They trusted Bale. They went in on it. Commit to that again. Give me a trilogy. Tell me that, yes, this is the first story. This is coming out uh, 2022. And then the next is coming out 2023. And then the next one's coming out 2024. And just go all in. And you will get people hyped. They'll be talking about it nonstop. And just like with the Nolan trilogy today, people will go back and they will rewatch it religiously because they love it. It's a brilliant, it's a brilliant way to do business, uh, in, in this kind of landscape, in my opinion. And it's absolutely an opportunity. And I think the Snyder Cut of Justice League has proven that people will sit for a long form scripted show. When one of the best analogies about the Snyder Cut was, uh, I saw it, I saw it on Reddit was when they had a picture of Marvel at the end of uh, Avengers, the end credit scene where Thanos mm. show is seen for the first time and someone posted underneath it. Imagine this being the final thing you see. And then Marvel's like, let's reboot everything. That's exactly where Warner brothers is leaving us yeah. with justice league. Imagine seeing dark side and Superman looking at it, staring into each other's eyes, having that epic stare down. And then WB is like, all right, let's recast Henry Cavill. You just had a picture-perfect moment right there where Darkseid is staring into that boom tube and he sees the entire Justice League minus Green Lantern and Martian Manhunter. And there is just that moment of, oh my God, a fight is coming and it's going to be epic. And WB, whoever decided to make that last decision was like, no, we're not good with this. Let's reboot everybody. What? What? You had gold right there. Henry Cavill staring into Darkseid's eyes with zero fear. He looked at him like, oh, we're going to go down sooner or later. And Darkseid, with that same exact conviction, it was just – to me as a fan, it was chilling. And to say we're going to recast this guy – and we're going to reboot this entirely and we're going to cut this actor out from the movie entirely is just a slap in the face for every fan that was looking forward to this franchise. Yeah. Yeah. And it just goes by saying WB just, I don't know if they ever had it, but they just don't got it in them anymore. They do not have the testicular fortitude to say we're going all in and we're pushing all the way through. They didn't do it with Tim Burton. They didn't do it with, Zack Snyder and did they do Lord of the Rings? Were was Warner Brothers involved, or was that a different studio? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it was it was New Line Cinema uh, that actually did the production, uh, but they I think the rights got purchased by Warner Brothers. Oh, they purchased. All right, let me let me let me let me qualify my. 
if Warner Brothers yeah, had on, any okay. influence in this, commit like you did with that trilogy. Commit like you do with Harry Potter. Where's the commitment in that? It was too dark. It's too dark. It's where it's supposed to be. Don't be like Marvel. God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's that old, it's that old fight against the beast that is Disney. That's what it is. That's what it all comes down to. They're just everyone wants to capture the Disney magic, you know. And problem and is, sadly, go ahead. But the problem is, is that. Disney was doing it for 10, 11 years. You can't keep mm-hmm. up with Disney. You just got to be innovative. We're not saying reinvent the wheel. Just make it look better without having to reinvent it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you don't need to reinvent necessarily because the stories are 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 telling themselves. People know them. People love them. So simply adapt them. It's easy. I, I, it actually, uh, in the long Halloween, you have Harvey Dent, right? And, and Harvey Dent's, uh, origin as Two Face. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the origins anyway. And to see Christopher Nolan adapt that story in The Dark Knight, uh, is, is really cool. Like, like that thrilled so many fans. Like, like every, everyone got excited about it. It's like, oh, look, we're seeing it on screen. It's not, shot for shot comic panel per camera shot but it's slightly skewed and it's slightly different but it's recognizable and you can point to that and say yes i remember this in the comics it's slightly different you know and you can do these slightly different things and like nolan did he made it awesome he made it good it felt holistic in the realm of that batman story and the beautiful thing about adapting these comic books is that the comic books adapt themselves they're constantly rebooting they're constantly changing the rules and the parameters of the stories for these characters so you can do the same thing on screen you can tell the story but 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 i think the the tricky part is you can't just reboot every five years i'm looking at you sony pictures and spider-man okay you can't just reboot you know, you 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 you, you got to tell the story that you want to tell, and then finish it. Just finish it. <laughs> that's it, man. That's that's all we're asking for. Not to not to go into dive into the whole Sony Marvel thing, but they did finish it with the original trilogy, and it wasn't a good landing. It was not at all a good finish. It was a great first act. The sequel mm-hmm. was fantastic. The third one was a dud, which is sad because they had a yeah. great villain in the third one. But the other one, the Andrew Garfield version, was eh, yeah, they didn't finish it. And now they're on Toby or on Toby, uh Tom Holland's version. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And you know, like I understand that there's legal ramifications and there's ownership deals and there's rights deals going on and and there's a reason they have to keep making these kinds of movies but they don't want to bring in the actors because they don't want to spend the money but again it all comes down to commitment and I think what we are going to see uh in in the future I I don't know I I, I can't say anything I don't know anything I'm just saying in the future I believe 
that when it comes to uh, DC property, when it comes to you know our our favorite characters, whether it's rebooted or not, due to contracts with actors, contracts with studios, and licensing fees and rights and negotiations, I do believe that future content will be brought into a fold that is much more streamlined and respected by the content creators. That's what I'm going to say. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think after all of this, after the whole controversy with Ray Fisher and Zack Snyder and everything that's been going on in the last year, I think I would hope with all the news that's going on backstage between Warner brothers and all the other executives that, the proper people will be put into place and we'll see a more structured and more uh, developed universe. I hope that exactly. we can still finish the Snyderverse, but whatever happens with that, I hope, in fact, I'm hopeful that we'll get better content in the future. I would like to believe that because after this whole mess, who wants to involve with themselves with that? Exactly. 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 Speaking of future content, uh, Robert Pattinson, uh, I'm seeing in the news today, he's uh, he's mad at Matt Reeves. Yeah, I mean, I'm reading the sources too. Some of them can be considered liable. Some of them are straight from a Redditor, which I'm not going to take to heart. But at the same time, it's something to put in your back pocket. There has been talk that Pattinson and Reeves are just butting heads a lot, that they don't trust one another, that Reeves is calling Pattinson a diva. Pattinson is calling Reeves the same thing, but for different reasons. I don't know. I mean, it it makes me nervous because they both have viable arguments when you hear other people talk about them. Uh Pattinson, you know, I didn't have the highest reputation behind the scenes of Twilight. Reeves apparently was super paranoid for COVID, rightfully so, but was very um, cautious, overly cautious, I guess, during the whole pandemic. Um, And I guess this all came to heads with these two. I hope that they, that cooler heads will prevail and they do push through and finish whatever it is that Warner brothers wants to have finished. I know there was talks of a trilogy being made with uh, this version of the Batman. I would like to see how, I don't know where this is going to go. A lot of talk is to be made with that news. Um, Yeah. I don't know how, how to, how I take about that news that they're butting heads. What do you think? Uh, I mean, you know, it's, it's a classic, you know, we don't have enough information to really discern what, what, what's going to happen, but you know, coworkers, you don't, you don't have to be best friends with your coworkers, right? Like you, you don't, you don't have to be smiling, hugging it out, palling around all the time. You can have differences. You can argue, you know, as long as they're keeping it civil and respectful on set with each other, then there's no reason they, they can't be working. You know what I mean? Like, like this just feels, uh, it feels a little petty is what I'm hearing. Like Robert Pattinson, uh, you know, like, like the quote, he's like, I refuse to work until Matt Reeves apologizes. Now that quote yeah. 
I'm reading it from an article and it's not an actual quote. It's a headline. So it's some clickbait that we're discussing here. Full disclosure. Yeah. Uh, it's hard to say, you know, what it is that's going on. But Robert Pattinson is a great actor. Matt Reeves, uh, you know, he's directed Cloverfield, Dawn of Planet of the Apes, uh, War for Planet of the Apes, and he's got countless production credits. So he he's no he's no newbie. He's got a good track record. And they they've been making this movie. Uh, you know, it's 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 it looks amazing. All, all the all the stills that we've seen thus far, the teaser that came out, it looks amazing. So so far, everyone is is pretty hype, right? So you know, uh, if there is any truth to this rumor, which there there probably is, because rumors always stem from some truth, maybe not the whole truth, but. I'm sure that they can put it in their own back pockets, like you said, and just move on and, and make a great movie because at the end of the day, it's about the art, right? Like it's, it's, it's about this content that we keep discussing. And if, if, if they screw this up, uh, they're both going to get fired. And I don't think either of them want to lose, you know, lose their livelihoods about it. So it's, it's a tricky situation. Um, but as as long as they just set their own egos aside, I know we're talking about actors and directors here, so that's a tough one. Maybe it'll go in a positive if, direction. If these rumors are true, and I'm not saying that they are, but if they're right. true, the one group of people that should be sweating bullets right now, and I don't mean to go backwards here, but it will tie everything together, especially what I'm going to say after this. The group of people that should be sweating bullets right now is Warner Brothers. Not because, oh, well, then we're going to lose a lot of money on this movie, but because you're going to have a ton of people looking at them in the eyes and said, we told you so, you should have stuck with Snyder. Because that didn't fail. Mm. They chose to make it fail. That's being Warner Brothers. So if this goes downhill, if Pattinson can't deliver and it's all on Affleck, Affleck will deliver and we're all going to say, I told you so, WB. So they cannot yeah. afford to see this yeah. fail. Now, the one thing that I mean you, you is bring up a good point. Yeah, I mean it's all it's all in for these guys. If this movie fails, yes, they're going to lose millions of dollars, but it's just going to look bad on their reputation. Like a lot's riding on this movie to succeed. Now, the thing that's causing a little bit of uh, mixed reviews here was one of the stills that you were just mentioning, how great they are. And they are great stills, but the one that's causing a little bit of an uproar, right after our last show, Warner Brothers, and I think Matt Reeves, posted three different stills. One was one looked like a poster art. I don't know how accurate it was, but it I didn't post it on our Instagram uh Felt it was a little repetitive to do so, but it was a picture of Batman in a pose with the title behind him. You know, very cliche, very superhero cliche. Didn't really get mm. too much into it. But the other two were straight from the movie. And the one was a much clearer and crisp shot of Pattinson in the suit, which looked fantastic, by the way. I mean, I'm not, it's not in my top three favorite bat suits, but it's very unique which Matt Reeves did say we were going to get in this movie. A very unique suit from anything we've ever seen in the movie-verse. Agreed. Mm -hmm. The insignia, fun fact, because I didn't really 
put this in until afterwards. The insignia on the uh, on his chest, it's very different. It's very unique. There's mm-hmm. no head on it, as many people have seen. If you look at the very first comic book of Detective Comics, Batman's insignia is the same exact form as what Matt Reeves put in his version of the Batman. So it's kind of paying homage to literally the OG of Batman uh, imagery. So well done to Matt Reeves on that one. I like it. I cannot wait to see the suit used. Rumor has it that it's one of two bat suits. So we're going to see a second one in the movie. Ah. Not sure if it's going to be a pre suit from what we're seeing now, or is it going to be the, uh, the final results of Pattinson, you know, taking in who he is. Cause this is a year two movie of him being Batman. So right. we don't know if he's going to adapt the huh. suit later on, or if this is the final version that we'll have to wait until next year. But the other image that's out is causing a lot of controversy is the Riddler suit. If you look at what it looks like from the imagery, it looks like a combination of Hush and someone from Slipknot. If you know what the band Slipknot looks like with the face mask and everything, it looks like something out of a metal show. Riddler doesn't have any form of facial mask except for the little thing that he has across his eyes similar to what robin has right a lot of people are very concerned about that because this completely throws off um the content from the comics some Mm. are going to defend it and say it's original get used to it not everything has to come out of the comics others are saying this is completely skewed from what we're used to what kind of version is this I'm going to reserve judgment until I see the movie. I am nervous because it it reminds me of Hush. Hush is a different villain from the Batman franchise. It gives me a theory that maybe we're going to get Hush down the road if they're going for a trilogy movie. Maybe we're going to be surprised. Maybe there's something that we don't know. I don't know. No one knows. But as far as what we're seeing now in uh, the stills and the trailer – I'm not sure how to feel about it, you know, because I know one fan, I think it was from Reddit or Twitter that said that, you know, you can't take everything from the comics. Not everything from the comics is going to make into reality. Agreed. There's a lot of things that you can't uh, fit into reality. But the thing about the Riddler is a lot of people are assuming that that zany Jim Carrey jumpsuit that he wore or from the original version that what's his name? Frank Gorsham had the very first Riddler from the TV series. Like that's Mm -hmm. the Riddler suit. That that's what he wears. Yeah. But there's also an updated version that the animated series took. There's a version that, um, the guy, what's his Corey Michael, what's his name? Hang on two seconds. Corey Michael Smith. He was in the Mm. TV show Gotham portrayed an, excellent riddler probably the best riddler we've ever gotten animated and live action it took three seasons for him to wear a green suit and for him to acknowledge himself as the riddler so it can be done in real time in the real world so i don't get why warner brothers did what they did with the mask i don't know why matt reeves did what he did with the mask i'm gonna trust it for now I'm sure mm-hmm. there's more mm-hmm. to the story behind it. 
but it is different hmm. for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've got, I've, I've really got no opinion. Uh, it's like you said, it could be, you know, a one-off shot. Like this is before he puts on the iconic outfit, right? Or, or he designs it in some kind of way, or, or it's he's hiding his identity at that point that the that the screenshot was taken or, or the photo was taken. So there's a lot, and you know, this is kind of this is also kind of by design, right? Because studios will do this. You know, directors will say, um, you know, we're going to release an out of context image to get everybody riled up and everybody talking. And then when they actually sit down and watch, they're going to be like, Oh, this still, you know, this marketing image that we saw, you know, uh, last year that everyone got upset about, you know, it happened in the first 10 minutes of the film and it's, it leads into what the film actually is. Right. So the story's Mm got to start somewhere. You don't just come right out of the gate with, with everything. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's interesting. You're right. The the mask definitely looks like a Slipknot type mask. It looks. Uh, I, I saw some comments. Uh, folks said it looks like a gimp mask. <laughs> if you're into BDSM <laughs> stuff, uh, so yep. who knows? I mean, hey, we we got a picture of of Bat Cunnilingus, and we got some BDSM suits going on. Listen, listen. I mean, superhero Catwoman. stuff. Catwoman is in the movie. I'm just saying, superheroes do do that now. We know. Maybe, maybe all this is ramping up to some crazy, you know, Cinemax blended version of the Batman, (laughs) and we're just sitting here completely unawares. (laughs) Oh my God! PR will be through the roof with this news. Oh my gosh! Batman and Riddler. Okay, I don't. We can even get into this. Yeah, we can't get into that. That's a whole tangent. That's a whole tangent. And 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 I'm sure our uh, our producers over at We Made This will be like, "What are you guys doing? What is this? What is this? <laughs> this is not what we signed no, up for, might, guys. <laughs> superheroes might do that, but we don't do this." <laughs> oh man, um, yeah. Wow. I mean, look. All the graphics and uh, imagery that we've seen so far on the Batman, everything looks great. The suit, the suit looks awesome. It looks like armor, you know, and yeah, it, it looks great. The Batmobile, you know, again, you know, like you you said it. This is year two. This is Batman trying to trying to figure out who he is and how he's going to fight crime. You know, is this the Batmobile Type One? You know, is this you know, the first iteration of, of the classic and maybe the image that we see now on our, on our screens before the movie releases is again, early on in the film. And by the end of the film, we will see, you know, a souped up version could be right. Like I think production wrapped up in March or April, either way, it Mm. just finished wrapping. So now they're on post-production and we don't know what they have in store for us. So all judgment should be reserved. You might not like it. You might like it already. I'm holding the the speculative parts, like the Riddler's mask, to later. The suit I love. I like the suit. It's like I said. It's not in my top three. I'll give you my top three right now: Affleck suit, Batman uh, Returns suit, and Bale suit. Right there from the Dark Knight. Those are my three favorites. Right there on the eight. Wow. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, the the Dark Knight suit is is my personal favorite. Uh I just 
I rewatched uh, the Dark Knight Rises over over the weekend. Um, I you know what what a God what a great trilogy. Uh, Christian Bale really nails it as the Batman. We, we we've talked about this in a previous episode, so I won't go too far into it. But uh, for listeners, uh, uh, go back and check out our 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 podcast episode uh, on Batman on the silver screen because we get into every character who has worn the cape and cowl and we talk about our favorites and how they brought the character to life. Uh, really good stuff. I, I'm definitely a fan of Christian Bale's work as Batman. Again, I still say he's not the best Bruce Wayne per se, but he killed it as Batman himself. Agreed. Yeah. We can agree on that one for sure. Yeah. So yeah, looking forward uh, to I'm, what I'm Reese has. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, we had some reviews, but I think we've gone a little on the runtime. Uh, did you want to do a review now, or do you want to wait till <laughs> next episode? You know what? Let's save that for for our, our our next episode here, and we will get into our year one review and our long Halloween review. Sounds good. Yeah, because in all fairness, we did not expect. Uh, Zack Snyder to destroy the internet last night. So we had to cover that almost immediately. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's great stuff. Um, Jason, this was, this was a great chat, you know, breaking down this, this new information on Matt Reeves, all, all the iconic imagery. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for the series. If Warner brothers is going to push, you know, these one-off type films, you know, kind of, uh, just focusing on little stories, and if they didn't make an overarching, you know, trilogy or anything, I would be okay with that too. Like the the movie Joker was amazing. If the Batman follows in that same vein, where it's a one off movie, and you just watch it and take that for what it is, and it's not related to anything else in the universe, I think that's also a, a brilliant a brilliant way of going about it. I, I won't lie to you. DC has a multiverse. Take advantage of it. Not everything has to intertwine with each other. Agreed. Yes. The Batman with Matt Reeves can easily be its own standalone, but for the love of God, do not forget about Zack Snyder's universe. Put that back into the fold. Put the Joker's version on its own universe. You can mm. do that without stepping on toes, guys. Yeah. 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 Everything, everything can exist. And I can assure you that audiences will eat it up. Agreed. God, what a day it was. We talked, what, Matt Reeves. We talked Zack Snyder. We talked Ben Affleck. We talked the new version of Birds and the Bees. I guess we were calling it the Bat and the Cat. So <laughs> the bat and the lots cat. of information. <laughs> <laughs> we got. Oh, man. So I guess that's all for today, right, Mikey? That's it. That's it. Uh, you know, right. folks, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, we greatly appreciate you if it's your first time, if it's your second time, or, hey, listen, if this is your last time listening, thank you for sticking around. We wish you well. Uh, hope you come back at some point in time. And make sure you check us out on all the social feeds, Gotham Upod on both Twitter and Instagram. Uh, and we are a part of the We Made This Network, home of many movie, film, book, uh, TV show comic books you know music nostalgia uh there's all kinds of podcasts there we we definitely urge you to check out the we made this network.com yes sir uh i just want to give a quick plug to podcast 616 because i'm in love with that show right now is a mm. thing that we're uh they're talking about now the loki series 
if you're a mm-hmm. fan of that, which I am, I think Mike, you are, oh, get yeah. on that bandwagon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Podcast 616 is our dedicated We Made This Network show. Uh, it has a revolving door of hosts and co-hosts, so you may hear some familiar voices from this podcast uh, on some of those shows. <clears throat> and that series, that podcast is dedicated to all the Marvel TV shows that are that are airing. So they've covered WandaVision, covered Falcon and Winter Soldier, and now we're into Loki. So if you've got questions about what exactly is going on in, in, in these stories, in these TV shows. I can tell you that Podcast 616 is hosted by some of the most brilliant, educated, and eloquent people on our network. And please do the same for us, too. If you got any questions, comments, suggestions, you want to rant at us, please shoot us a line on our Instagram and Twitter page. Got them, you pod. All right, ladies and gentle dudes, and always give. Bye. Elsewhere on We Made This. Pick a disc. Imagine if George R.R. R. Martin had a mental breakdown, decided that his main mode of transport was talking to him and was talking to him and telling him to kill people, and he somehow managed to find a way into Game of Thrones and he was told to kill Sansa Stark because she reminded him of an ex-girlfriend. That's technically what the plot of this album is an analog yeah to. <laughs> yeah you kind of nailed it yeah, yeah. so <laughs> right in the childhood normally mm. we take it in turns i pick a show that you've never heard of you pick a show that i've never heard of yeah and we flip it and we flip it and we flip it but we're doing mad mutant month this was your idea yeah tell because... everyone about mad mutant month well because the vaccines turned us all into mad mutants <laughs> <laughs> Really? <laughs> no, um, we were looking for shows that have sort of like spanned through generations of childhood, whether that's through reboots or whether from like, we were looking for, yeah, shows that sort of like managed to span through Gen X, Millennial to Gen Z. And one of the ones that has done that through both reboots and reruns is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Re... Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles. Cerebral jukebox. The whole premise of the song is young, you know, lads going off to get blown to bits for no real reason other than uh, they were sent there by a magistrate or needed the money. It's a real stark contrast to the whole series and this song about patriotism, duty, and the sort of horrors of it as well, that you'll probably die. Because in the Napoleonic Wars and the sort of preceding wars, uh, you know, these were like teenagers getting sent to countries that they're not even read about in books because they couldn't read to get blown to bits. Check out all of these shows and more on the We Made This podcast network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.